no matter what we may be going through in life, no matter where we're at, what matters is who's with us. That Lord, you say you never leave us, you never forsake us, you never abandon us. That you fight our battles for us as we draw close to you. And so Lord, we're just so grateful for who you are. We're so grateful for you are still God. And as you say in your word, love never fails in 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Love never fails because God doesn't fail. And so Lord, it's to you that we look, it's to you that we can put our hope and our trust. It's in you that we re realize who we are and who you're calling us to be all because of you, Lord. And right now, Lord, as we pray for our tithes and offerings, Lord, we do so in the hopes of, Lord, as we give unto you, Lord, we know that we can trust in you, that you're going to take it and you're going to multiply it so that more and more people who are far from you would experience the life that you have for them. And so, Lord, we just trust in you and we look forward to what you're going to continue to do in the lives of your people because you're not just a great God. You're the God who reigns in victory. So Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your plan. We continue to just trust in you, to look forward to what you're gonna do in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen, amen. Woo! If you didn't know that, you're victorious in Jesus. Before you, before you sit down, would you just turn to somebody and just give them a high five or just share some love. For those of you online, go ahead and share the love online. We're so glad that you're joining us here today at New Hope. Thanks for thanks. Can we thank our worship team. Just thank our worship team uh, for leading us into the throne room of God. But it is, that's how you do it, though. We, we're in the presence of yeah. the God of the universe. We should be celebrating who He is. Yeah. But this is Pastor Ben Urbanozo. Good morning, everybody. Uh, if, if you didn't, if you didn't know, and and once again, welcome to those of you who have just recently come back. You maybe we've been gone for a while, but welcome home. If this is your first time back, we want to say welcome home. And then if this is your actual first time, we want to welcome you too. We want to give you a couple of things that are happening. But before we do, we want to let you know like, what we have here. And if you need prayer, we have a prayer room back there. We have our nursery here from birth to two years old. And the, two years old, they have, yeah. when, they, when they start having teeth? I don't know. Like depends. Like <laughs> depends no, on the baby. I just dawned on me. Maybe that's why they send them over because they, they start biting. Uh, That's not a good reason to send them over. No, 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 because if some have gums and some only have, they have teeth. So if they bite, then it's like, brother, you got to go. You got you to gotta upgrade. Everybody get teeth on that side now. So now, now you, you, you so match your competition. Game. Yeah. So now you're not going to mess around. Like if everybody can scrap, you're not going to just beat up everybody. Right? We also have our children's ministry. Our children's ministry. Our and youth our youth ministry. wing over there. So sorry. And then our fellowship hall is in this side, and we have breakfast available for purchase. 
We also have what we call the well, where you have smoothies and um, acai. It's not Bowls. called acai. I mean, it's. I was say it told like that. it was said. I was told it's called acai. No, it's called that, but you you don't say it like that. Yeah. How come you say yeah, it? Yeah, it like sounds that? fun, right? Acai No, it's acai. not how you say it. That's. that's sounds like a bird. Acai. Need some Filipino. Which I am. I am too, but I don't say it like that. <laughs> you try to go to like Makani's and say, "Can I have an acai bowl?" They'd be like, "Yeah, go down the street." <laughs> They'd be like, oh, we, uh, we refuse service, <laughs> sorry. But uh, yeah, we have our well, and we have our resource center. They can purchase mm-hmm. Bibles, books, and journals to help you in your walk with the Lord. Yeah. And then we have co- things coming up. It's October already, guys. October is fast. October. Man, so we've got three months to the end of yeah. the year. 2023 is almost here. Ah. Our Kupuna uh, Luau is, is selling their tickets today. People were asking the other week, like, when are we going to have this uh, uh, tickets on sale? So it's today. Yeah. And they have some good food. I yeah. don't, I, I don't want to say the menu, only because if it's not solidified, then it's... Um, I, I know they're going to have at least <laughs> Lao Lao. I do know that. At least that. I know this. I know our Kupuna ministry. <laughs> they have fun. Yeah, they do. Like, they party. Oh, they earned it. Yeah. 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 We still got to earn that. Yeah. I mean... Me and you. <laughs> me and you got to earn that. In a couple of years, Pastor Sheldon not, will be hey, there. A couple is how much? Um... Two. Two. Where you grad from? Exactly. So I'm not there yet. He has like 18 more years. Yeah. 18 more years. Yeah. But they do have fun. But also what our Kupuna ministry is all about is once again, uh, letting you know your value. Like this is why they gather together. It's, it's remembering that there's so much value in what God is doing through you. And all that you still get to do, like, the future generations still need your input and still need your presence, who you are, the wisdom that you have. We still need that. And so they're going to have that on uh, November 20. No, November, November 19th is the November 19th is the, 19th event, is yeah. the, is the yeah. actual luau. Yeah. And then also, uh, because it's October, uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're having Operation Christmas Child starting. And Operation Christmas Child is a really uh, great ministry that reaches out to kids all over the world to give them the hope of Jesus. So you would buy some gifts, and from October 16th through November 20th is when you, you can turn in your boxes. And what's great about it is the children who receive this, is not, they're not just getting toys. They're getting the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that they can understand some fun things, some comics and, and reading material to give them the hope that they might not have right now. And so we may have the understanding of, of life eternal and heaven and, you know, the good news of Jesus Christ. They don't, they don't know that yet. So you get to be a part of that. You can also build a box online. And so if you are the person who has a hard time shopping or just your time, you can go online and they can build it for you. And what I love about Operation Christmas Child is seeing our own very, our very own kids in our children's ministry. They actually pray over the boxes before we send it out. They're part of it. So, I mean, it's just awesome to see what God is doing in our children yeah. and the children all over the world. Yes. Yeah. And then our Wednesday night, some of you attend our Wednesday night service. In fact, for Heidi and I, when we became believers, we came to Wednesday night because we knew that Sunday wasn't enough for us as we were growing in the Lord in our marriage. So we would come to church on Sunday, but when Monday came, like we were totally different people. Monday came, work was there, and uh, we was like, we just learned something yesterday. And how, how can we not apply what has been learned? And then come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like we're, we're so far from God by the time, the, you know, the days go by. 
So what Wednesday night does is it helps us be consistent with our walk with Jesus. It's that time of the week, Wednesday, in the middle of the week, where we're reminded again who we are in Christ. So we want to invite you to our Wednesday night services, especially come October 12th, because we're going to start our Foursquare Connection videos. Foursquare Connection is the conference that we went to as pastors and leaders around our nation, actually around the world, with Foursquare, which is our denomination. But we wanted to bring that home to you so that we can learn together the direction and some vision on what God is doing through all of us and all of our churches. So that'll uh, be our Wednesday night services. And then just like you know, Wednesday night, we do have dinner available for purchase from 5.15 to 6.15. We do have children's and youth uh, ministries happening as well. And so, yeah, come in and join us. It's yeah. awesome on Wednesday nights. Yeah, other than that, we're good. Alrighty, enjoy Thanks service, everybody. We're going to pray over our tithes and offerings. If you would bow our heads with me, we'll do that. I do want to say this before we pray. If this is your first time, don't worry about it. This is, this is a time where we, uh, as believers, we get to give to God with the understanding of what he has done for us. And maybe you're learning about what giving is, um, and that's fine, but God would never want you to give, as the Bible says, reluctantly. Or he says he loves a cheerful giver. So if you don't even know what it's about, don't worry about it. It's okay. God's not going to do anything, you know, bad to you. It's, it's where you're at with your walk with him. Just don't ever feel obligated to give. Uh, for those of us who understand, it is a joy to give. So let, let's pray. Lord God, thank you for giving us this opportunity that we get to give to you. We get to be a part of all that you're doing in and through what we know of as church, which is the people. We are the church. It's not a building. It is all of us. So as we give to you, can you use it to touch lives all around the world, to touch lives in our very own home, our community, and even in the workplace. So we give you honor and thanks for always providing for us. We pray a blessing over those that are giving, even for those that are learning, those who are not there yet, that your hand would be upon them, that you would continue to provide. We pray for jobs, for those who are looking for work, you would provide that too. Once again, we thank you for always taking good care of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In fact, I wanted to show you a quick video. This is um, a lot of the, the food going to uh, people in Florida <clears throat> that have been devastated by Hurricane Ian. And this, part of your giving goes to this. So I needed you to see this. This is not, this is not just some random video like from Suisan. This is... This is um, being shipped out to the families in Florida, food and resources. Kind of hard to see. It's kind of dark. And one of our friends just shot it on their phone just so that we know that, hey, we're purchasing things to go out to people. And so I want to say once again, thank you for your giving. Thank you for always doing your very best to trust God with what we give to him. And there's a QR code that's going to come up at the end. And if you want to give, you can do that. It's our Foursquare Disaster Relief uh, that goes out into our, our nation. And right now, that's, that's what's happening. And some of you know the devastation that has taken place. And it takes years to recover from something like this. But they're hungry now. And so we get to send food and water to them. And, and the churches, our Foursquare churches that are there are on the field and, and they're just 
being the hands of God and, and trying their very best to get supplies to people. So I want to say thank you for always giving it and being a part of it. Thank you for those of you who are online and you continue to give. Um, we're here in an air-conditioned building when men and women and families, they have no home and they're in shelters. So once again, thank you uh, for being a part of that. You know, and we see what's happening in the world and, and not just around the world, but sometimes in our very own homes uh, and, and, and what we go through as people, it almost seems like there has to be more than just what we know of as a good day. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I hope today's a good day. Or when you're done with your day, it's like, oh, today was such a good day. Or we even say, today was the worst day of my life. Like we compare things to what is happening. We compare our life to circumstances. And if it's a good circumstance, our life is good. And so we have moments where our, our, our thinking and our emotions are, are clashing because we want this, yet it's not happening. So why is that so? And we hear that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what does that look like for my life, and, and how does that affect me? Which is what we want to talk about today. Jesus, the same. It's the Jesus that was prophesied in the Old Testament is the same Jesus that walked the earth. The same Jesus that walked the earth, who died on the cross and rose from the grave for our sins, he died for our sins, is the same Jesus who lives today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. He doesn't need to because he's perfect. Perfection needs no changing. He's perfect in all of his ways. We get to change and become more like him. We look to him, not a religion. We look to Jesus. Why Jesus? Because he's a person. Many of us do that. Like if you're a sports athlete, you emulate another sports athlete. Maybe their exercise routine. Maybe you check out their YouTube channels. Whatever it is, you, you emulate that. If you're a photographer, you look for other great photographers and you try to learn from each other. Well, Jesus is the best at life. He's the best person to look to. So when the Bible tells us, fix your eyes on Jesus, he's the author and perfecter of your faith, then that's what we do. We fix our eyes on him, not a religion. We use Christianity to name who we're following. Christian, Christ. We follow Christ. So we just use that as our, the label of our religion, but it's not a religion, it's a relationship. That's why it's so difficult to go to church and expect other believers to fulfill only what Jesus can, which is perfection. Only Jesus can do that. And, and we may even acknowledge that. We can say, oh, yeah, yeah, only Jesus is perfect, so therefore, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about everybody else. Yet when someone makes a mistake and they're a believer, it turns us away from church, which is us. We're the church, not the building. It turns us away from God, too. I heard people say, that's why I don't go to church. Why? You saw what happened in the news. That pastor did this. That's why I don't go to church. That's not why you don't go to church. You don't go to church because there's a conviction that if you start going, you got to change. Don't blame it on the human being that has flaws. Because guess what? The next pastor comes in, they have flaws too. Every pastor has flaws. Every single one of them, including myself. Not too many, but get. Get flaws. <laughs> now, I knew you was going to say that. If you never hear online, that's just Heidi, my wife. She said, I get plenty flaws, which she knows of. But if, if, if we're looking to people, we will always be disappointed. But if we look to Christ, we will never be disappointed. And that might be the problem because he is perfect. And that's the one we look to. We know he's never going to make a mistake, so we have no reason to blame. 
We have no excuses with Jesus. And that should be good news. That should be the best news. That because he's perfect, I can follow his ways knowing that in my imperfections, he still loves me. I'm still going to fail. I'm still going to make mistakes. But better following a perfect person and make mistakes than someone who does the same thing like you. So we fix our eyes on him. We change to him. We follow his life. He's always at work in us. We just need to cooperate with him to find out what he's doing in and through us. It's like driving. Nobody drives like this, right? You, you put your hand on the steering wheel. No one just keeps it there and drives. You don't keep it there. What, it, what are your hands doing? Yeah, you're constantly adjusting, right? You're constantly making adjustments. You, you don't just drive and, and hang on tightly and then that's, you can't make any adjustments. No, you, you make all the adjustments you need to. When you walk, you're, you're constantly making adjustments. You don't just walk in a straight line. You're making adjustments. You're, if you're shopping, right, you're shopping. Let's just say you're at Costco and you're shopping and you're moving your cart around. You adjust accordingly. You don't just walk straight down the aisle. Move, 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 move. And everybody has to get out of your way. Some of us do that. I see you. But we adjust to whoever's there. Some of us will walk into, I don't know, like KTA, and you're like, oh, I'm not going down that aisle. I know that guy. I, ain't, I don't want to see him. It's, oh, I don't like to see her. And we make adjustments because we see people we don't want to talk to. We adjust accordingly. That's just driving and walking. When it comes to life, tell me we can't, tell me we, 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 we're not supposed to make adjustments. We're supposed to. It comes with the life that we have. But here's, what, here, here's the difference. When you're driving, the road will never, ever adjust to your driving. Imagine that. Some of us, we drive horribly. We, 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 every now and then we hit the line. And some of us are like, Brad, you can't, how come you're driving so close to these oncoming cars? Like, move over. Like, you're plenty of room. You're so close to the oncoming cars. And then some, how come you're so close to the edge? You're going to bang the wall. Like, like, stay in the middle. But we have our own ways of driving, yet the road never adjusts to us. We will always adjust to the road. And so it is with Jesus. He's the road. He never changes. He doesn't have to. We adjust to him because we're imperfect. He's the perfect road. And what that means is not that I become perfect, but I am being perfected. And we will never be perfect until we see Jesus face to face. Until we get into that place called heaven, we're going to mess up. We're going to have to make adjustments along the way. It's just a part of our human flaws, our humanity, not our Christianity. And we forget about that. You know, in Hebrews chapter 13, when we hear this scripture, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which is our four-square scripture in our denomination. That's why we have it up here. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The reason why we put it up there is to remind us all the time that he never changes. He doesn't need to. But the scripture continues. 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be, do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. In other words, when the laws came out and the laws of God came out and, and what they should eat and what they shouldn't eat, everything became about that, what they should and shouldn't eat, the types of food they should eat and shouldn't. So that became so central that they began following just law, not God himself. What Jesus did is he said, no, the law is still good, but you're stuck in the law. So you think by just doing the law that you're okay, yet you, you don't love people. You're not kind to people. You put yourself above people because you're obeying the law, yet you're forgetting everything. It's the heart behind the law and the love of the law. So Jesus came to fulfill the law because only he, could be, only he is perfect, so only he could live out the laws. We couldn't. The laws only showed us our sin, let us know our frailty. So now, because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we are not to be attracted by strange new ideas. In other words, there are going to be ideas that come out and things that will come out into this world that will pull us away from Christ. That if we're not careful, we become more and more like the world, not more and more the person God is making us to be. We've heard the phrase before, it's hard to steer a parked car. So get moving. For many of us, we're, 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 we've settled for less than God's very best, and we're okay with it. And God is like, I have so much more for you. I have a destiny for you. I have a destination for you. And just like a, a, a car, that you, as you drive that car, that you make the adjustments that are necessary because you're trying to reach a destination, so it is with God. He says, make the adjustments necessary because I have, an, I have a destination for you. I'm taking you somewhere. But you have to make those decisions. You have to believe that. It is often said there are two most important days of our lives. The day you are born and the day you find out why. Like, why are we even here? Why do we exist why is my life at this specific time in history where I live? Why is that, God? And God has answers for that. He wants us to find our way with him. He's the path. He's the road that never changes. We change to him. And everything we get to do for him, we celebrate. Even the small things, you celebrate. The other day I went... Uh, uh, I play tennis. I don't play tennis. I'll go and hit the ball. So I'm learning about what that's about. So my friend Travis, it was his birthday. So I was like, Travis, let's go play tennis for your birthday. He said, okay. So he went down to the university and they have some courts there. And he doesn't sweat. He's like 100 pounds, Filipino, and whatever else he has. And he's way better than me. So we're playing tennis, two hours. And he said, hey, what time do you want to go? I said, when is the hottest point of the day? I want to go at the hottest point of the day, 11 to 1 o'clock. He's like, why? I need every advantage I can get over, over you. This what the most hottest point of the day. My hope was that he would pass out, but he didn't. He didn't pass out. I loaded up on water and Gatorade, whatever I had. So we get there, we're playing, and of course, I don't win. I don't. But we just had fun. It, it was great. As we're leaving, 
I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute, hey. And I turn to Travis. I'm like, hey, Travis, I didn't even hit one ball over the fence. He's like, that's right. Because normally I hit a couple balls over the fence. It goes everywhere. I'm like, I never hit one ball over the fence. That's cause for celebration. Not one ball went over the fence. And the fencers are like 50 feet high, so I don't know if that counts. But I didn't hit one ball over the fence. To me, that was progress. If you've seen me take, play tennis before, and that's maybe, I don't know how many times I play tennis, five, that's progress. Now, you might be a tennis player, you're like, you can celebrate that if you want. Yes, I will celebrate that, Carl. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why? Because I normally hit it way over. I don't know how to play tennis. And as we're leaving, I thought, God, we should celebrate every small victory in our day. Now, we don't have to broadcast it to everyone like, oh, I was kind today. Um, hey, hey, I was kind today. I was kind today. Just letting you guys know, oh, Heidi, I was kind today. So I can write on this card, I was kind today. Five times I was mean, but one time I was kind. So put this on the refrigerator. We'll magnet, put them on the refrigerator. In fact, you know, I'll go make one huge banner, print them out. I was kind today. I'm going to put them in the yard so when people drive by, oh, he was kind today. All right, celebrate. You just celebrate it with God. I was talking to someone this morning, clean and sober for 32 years. 32 years. Some of you have been clean and sober for an hour. But we celebrate that. You see the difference? See what I just did there? You celebrate that hour. Some of you are still drinking right now, but we celebrate the seconds. We celebrate every second. I see your cooler. Everything we do, everything we do, every moment we're victorious, we celebrate because we change to him. We get to change, not him, because he has a destination for every single one of us. We change from when we were children. Imagine if we still did childish things. I mean, we still do, some of us. We throw tantrums as adults. It's just different from children. Children, they don't get their thing. They fall on the ground, they spin in circles, and they're crying, and then you, like, walk away from them in the stores. Like, I don't know what that is. And you leave your kid. But that's how they throw a tantrum. As adults, we just throw our tantrums different, right? We burn up. See, you make me mad. I get on ticket now. We throw our tantrums as adults. But as, as children, we did things that we no longer do as adults. We no longer, like, we don't go to the, the park and look for a beehive and bean rocks at it. As a 50-year-old man, we don't, we don't, we don't get all of, hey, call up all our boys. Hey, hey, you guys, they go hang out. Yeah, what you like to do? Bro, let's go bean rocks at beehives. Yeah, 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 let's go. No, no 50-year-old is doing that. You know, can you see your, your uncles and grandparents sneaking and just throwing rocks at beehives? Like, run! First of all, they can get stung because they kind of run fast. Secondly, that's done. We, that's over. That's when we were children. We don't do that anymore. We don't run up to people's houses, knock on the door and run away <laughs> and hide in the bushes. Some of you still do, I know. You could do that at hotels. Come on, guys. And you put them on TikTok. We don't do those things anymore because that's what we did when we were children. We changed 
from that time, but for some reason we plateau when it comes to our character, attitude, and integrity. We just plateau. And sometimes we don't want to change because it's hard, it's difficult. But God sees a bigger picture. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 15 through 18 tells us, yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, which were the laws, their hearts are covered with that veil. In other words, those, those laws, those, those, those uh, this is what you do and this is what you don't do, it kind of like blinds us from following God's spirit. So their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away for the Spirit is, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image what we try to do is we try to change God into our unglorious image we try to make God more like us and we say God if you if you're this then do this God if you are real then do this I pray to you therefore you need to do this but the Bible clearly tells us and this is God's word that we change to him we go from glory to glory we become more and more like him he's the model of what we should be and who we should be as human beings so let's look at these three things that will help us. The first is turn to the Lord. It's turning to him. It's, it's, it's saying to God, you're my source of life. You're the one who is going to lead me and guide me. It's not a religious thing. It's an actual relationship with the God who loves you. And he is full of grace, but he also has some truth with him because he is truth. So he's going to bring truth also. But he's also going to do that with grace. Some of us bring truth, but no grace. And, and maybe sometimes we need truth, just the basic things like, oh, brother, you get something you need to eat, clean it out, you're going on a date. That's just straight up truth, zero grace. But there's times when you want someone to change, and you want them to change not for them, but you want them to change for you. Make them different because it's better for you. But when we turn to the Lord and he provides the grace and the truth and the wisdom to become more the person he's making us to be, then it's understandable why he said to turn to him. In fact, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 tells us, for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it's not just eternal life that we're saved into, that, that we're saved from eternal separation from God, but every moment we can call upon the name of the Lord. We can turn to him all the time. And the more we turn to him, the more he's molding us and shaping us. The more he makes us like him, which is the second thing. We change into his glorious image. And just as we don't expect the road to change to our poor driving, we don't expect God to change to our poor image. We change to his glorious image. One of the prophets of old, Isaiah chapter 45, he writes this, what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? He's the potter, we're the clay. And he gets to mold us and shape us 
into who he sees us to be. Why? Because he knows who we're supposed to be better than anybody else. And you'll feel it from time to time. You'll battle with it, but let him mold. Cooperate with him. Stay pliable. Don't just be stiff and, I'm not moving. Stay pliable. Make those adjustments because there's a destination he's taking you to. We're going somewhere with him. Again, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. He's actually taking us somewhere. And sometimes we fight against God and who he's making us to be. He gives us instructions, and then we turn it around, and we give him instructions. And God will honor that. If we don't listen to him, he'll, he's not going to force himself upon us. We're the ones who should be cooperating with him, receiving his instructions. But then also to remember this, and this is the last thing, our life has a purpose. We all have a purpose in life. Every single one of us. There's a reason why we're here at this point in life, at this time in history, where we live and where we go. God has a, has a purpose for us. And our purpose is not done until we go home to be with him in heaven. And there's a purpose for us in changing. And it's easier to say to our spouse, our children, or whoever else, our parents, like, no, you need to change, which, which is true. We all need to change, right? I'm going to ask you a question. We all raise our hands together, okay, just to get our neural pathways going, okay? It's a good exercise, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask every single person to raise their hands, even those of you who are online, unless you're listening and you're driving, you can raise up one hand at least. How many of us need to change? Raise your hand. Hey, you at the... Yeah, there you go. Okay. Just check. We all need to change. We all do. We all need to change. That, that is the absolute truth. We all need to change. And it's not just we need to change. We should. We should. Jesus does not need to change at all but we should. That's why I love what Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, and some of us have memorized this scripture. It tells us, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Like, t- talk about God having the, the blueprint for our life, that it's not about just give us, God, give us that plan, Give me that plan, map it out, and I'm going to follow that plan. Or like, God, if you, every day, God, give me a list, and I'll follow that list. We can't even follow the to-do list. We're going to follow God's list? And we think that if God just laid it out, we just follow that. He said, no, 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 no. It's not a religion. That's what a religion is. We'll put this out, you can follow that. Jesus says, no, 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 I am the word living in action. I, so I'm going to come to you and you just follow me. You follow me. It's much better that way because there's a relationship. You follow a set of rules and you're just walking around, you'll still get lost. We have GPS and we still get lost. But if you're with someone who knows the way, how much freedom is that to just enjoy the drive? And that's Jesus. He knows exactly where to go. So just we're the passenger. He's the driver. Just enjoy this life with him. We follow him, follow his lead. There's a story of, of this one boy. He's turning 18 years old, and the dad is going to throw him an incredible 18-year-old birthday party. Big day, right? 18. So what the dad does is he 
plans this amazing party, brings a limousine to pick up his son. Dad has some money. The dad also buys his son an incredible wardrobe for this party. So the son comes home and the dad says, hey, happy birthday, son. And they hug and the son is excited. And the dad says, hey, son, I, I'm throwing you an 18th birthday party. The son is like, what? Are you kidding me? He said, yep, 18th birthday party. But, but even more than that, son, I bought you unbelievable clothes to go with it. And you're going to love it. Some accessories to go with it. Nice gold chain, the watch that you always wanted. And so it's in the room. Well, the son goes and he changes. He puts on this nice attire and he's feeling so good. He's like, wow, dad, you know exactly what I would love. And his dad says, well, I'll meet you at the party. Uh, limousine is outside waiting for you. And I'll see you there. Well, the son goes outside. And the problem with the son, though, is he loves playing in dirt. He loves dirt. And sure enough, someone dropped off a fresh pile of dirt for his 18th birthday. The son sees that. He's like, fresh dirt. Fresh dirt. Dad, I'm going to play in the dirt a little while. The dad is like, that's your choice, son. You can do whatever you want. The son goes and plays in the dirt, having a blast, loving it. Then he's like, oh, man. Missed my pants, my shirt. It's like, dad, I can't go to the party like this. He goes, son. Got you covered. I have another suit in there waiting for you. He's like, what? No way. He's like, yeah, I got another one in there. The son goes in there, changes, puts on another. And this attire is so much better than the first. He's like, dad, this is so good. How would you know? He said, I, I know you. I mean, I've known you all your life, so I, I, I know your taste. He's like, oh, thanks, dad. Goes outside, another fresh dirt has been delivered to him. Fresh pile of dirt delivered. The son goes out and he's like, oh, dad, there's another pile of dirt. And dad is like, hey, it's your choice. You can, that's up to you. The son jumps on the dirt. He's playing in the dirt. He's like, dad, this is how cool dirt. This is the best dirt. He's playing in it. Sure enough, gets off. He's like, man, dirty again. Turns to dad and he's like, I can't go like this. And dad says, I got you, son. I have another set for you in the room. The son is like, no way, dad. He said, yep, got another set. Goes in there, cleans up, freshens up, puts on a brand new suit, tailor-made, better than the first two. He says, thanks, Dad. Dad says, no problem, son. Hey, I'll see you at the party. It's kind of getting late. You, you might want to go. Son goes outside, one other fresh pile of dirt, bigger than the other two, delivered. The son looks at the dad. He's like, but dad, there's a fresh pile of dirt outside. He says, son, that's up to you. I mean, you can jump in the limo or play at the dirt. It's up to you. The party is waiting, though. It's, it's almost time. He says, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. He goes outside, can't help it, jumps in the dirt a third time. His dad is just watching him. He turns to his dad. He's like, I can't help it. The dad is like, I can see that. He gets off of the dirt, and he's like, Dad, I messed up again. He's like, son, I got you covered. I have another fresh suit waiting for you. Son puts it on. He's like, oh, Dad, this one fits really good. It's so soft. This feels so good. He's like, thanks, Dad. You're the best. He's like, hey, your party's starting. He's like, okay, okay. The limousine's still outside. Yes. Goes outside, fresh pile of dirt delivered. He looks at the dad. The dad looks at him. He's like, what am I going to do? He's like, son, it's your choice. And he jumps in the dirt again. 
dusts himself off. He's like, Dad, I don't... And the dad has another fresh suit for him. You know what is... What is amazing about the father is he will always give his son a fresh suit. And as often as the son will change and get into that fresh suit, he knows the dad will supply it. And he can change over and over again into that fresh suit. But he will never make it to his party. Dirt is not the destination. It's the party. And the limousine is waiting. And some of us have settled for dirt because it's fun. And we have no idea the party that God made for us because we never got in the limousine. Just get in the limousine. He'll take you there. He knows the way. And the devil is very good at dirt delivery. So let's pray today to Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever that we might change to become more like him. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord God, our life has purpose. There's a destination. There's a party waiting for us. But we love the dirt. So we turn to you, Lord. We seek you. We ask for you to change us into your glorious image because we have a purpose. And maybe for those who are here, they've never called upon your name. Maybe they have never said yes to you. And if that's you and you're here and you're saying, I've never said yes to Jesus, as I say this prayer, you include your heart and you repeat after me. And when you say this prayer, what you're doing is you're giving him access to your life, your soul, your spirit, your heart, your mind, and you're adjusting to him. And here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me a future and a hope. Change me. Make me more like you. I want to be the person that you created me to be. So I turn to you. I change because of you. And I thank you for my life that has purpose. In Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, that's our prayer too. Even for those of us who know you, may we become more and more like you. May we turn to you daily, constantly, because our life has purpose. We pray this in Jesus' name. And we all said together, amen. Can we just thank our Lord and Savior and welcome these that said yes to Jesus. If you did say yes and you're online, click that link. It'll help you with your walk with Jesus. If you did say yes to Jesus and you're here, we have a yes table in our fellowship hall that will help you. Uh, we have a Bible and some reading material that will help you with your relationship with Jesus. 
Um, so proud of you guys. Thank you for investing in your spirit. Let's become more and more like him. Have a great day, you guys. God bless.